Hey listeners, Eric here. I just wanted to let you guys know Sherman Poppin, the inventor of the snurfer, and by most accounts, the North American instigator of this thing we call snowboarding, passed away yesterday at the age of 89. Um, so our condolences go out to his friends, his family, and um, yeah, he was the first guy that I interviewed. And I went back and listened to episode number one of the fucking rad snowboarding podcast when I was calling myself Shred Jesus, thinking about getting that phone call from Sherman. Uh, it was incredible to me. It, it gave me this spark of like, oh man, I can actually do this. And when I talked with him on the phone, he couldn't have been a nicer person. So this is the piece I put together for episode one of the show uh, on Sherman. And yeah. Welcome to the fucking rad snowboarding podcast. I'm Shred Jesus, and this is our first season. But when you're dealing with business, you're dealing with a lot of horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> they were, were kind of like almost trying too hard to be wild and crazy. I remember standing at the top of the pipe with Bert Lamar in, in 86. It's Sherman Poppin returning your call. That's the inventor of the snurf board. It's 4.30 where I am, but if you get this, uh, while we're still up and not going to bed, give me a call. Hello? Welcome to episode one. We're starting right at the beginning, before snowboarding was influenced by skateboarding and surfing. Yeah, 1965. Sherman bolts together a couple of skis and takes his daughters out to snurf, a term his wife made up. So I saw it as a... Uh, children's toy really something to play in the backyard and replace the sled because every year a few people died on sleds by running into trees head first this way they could stand up jump off and jump back on and save their head sherman's working for an industrial supply company and designing snurf boards on the side he licenses the snurf board designs to the brunswick corporation who markets snurfing to kids and sells over a million boards in the late 60s and early 70s. You can tell he's proud of his invention. Snurfer turning into the snowboard became a lifesaver for ski areas. His hometown of Muskegon put up a sculpture to honor his invention. That's quite a sculpture now because it's covered with snow. The sculpture has a snowboarder at the bottom, and high up on top, Sherman's daughter rides a snurfer. She's the one on the top of the sculpture. She was the first downhill champion for the midget group. Sherman helped run an annual snow surfing contest, which was co-hosted by the local college of Muskegon. In 1979, Jake came to one of our slalom downhill competitions. Yep, he's talking about Jake Burton Carpenter, the guy who would start the most dominant snowboard company in the world. He'd been given a snurfer for his 14th birthday by his father. Well, at that time, I had no idea who he was. But he hadn't gotten into production or anything. He was just dreaming about it, and he had this wonderful dream that there's more to this fun I'm having than just riding on the snow. He saw a future that, frankly, I dreamed about but didn't see it was possible. Sherman's kids grew up. Snurfing faded into obscurity with the rise of snowboarding, and the Poppins moved to Colorado. Surprisingly, Sherman waited nearly 15 years after meeting Jake to try a snowboard. Yeah, I didn't start even riding till I was 65 years old. I was a hot dog skier and got involved in snowboarding because my wife was into it and she talked me into it and I started doing it. I had a used one that was like a 2x4 actually, uh, 
actually what, what really happened, which really got me going, uh, Trans World Magazine had a business convention every year. I was the keynote speaker at the dinner meeting, and I was came out to lodge the next morning with, with 500 snowboarders, and I came out with a pair of skis over my shoulder, and I got roundly by the following season. I was riding my usual 80 to 100 days a year. I had made friends with some of the guys from Burton, and uh, this was in Steamboat Springs. They were having a big sales meeting there with tents and equipment, and the sales manager gave me one of their new boards to ride, and all of a sudden I knew my problems with snowboarding were over with. It was so fantastic. And now it's been about 10 years since Sherman's been on a board. In a few days, I'll be 85. But I did have a lot of fun riding with my son-in-law, and we had three generations riding together. Just a minute, Louise, where did we snowboard in Canada? Revelstoke? Yeah, we went to spend a week in Revelstoke riding uh, your mountains in that area. That was fun. I had to quit riding because uh, uh, my wife and I both developed medical issues. And you don't live in a mountain ski resort if you can't use the snow. So we bailed out and came down to the warmer climates of Georgia. Well, thanks for your interest. Bye-bye. Fucking rad shout-outs this week to Sherman Poppin, man. Thank you for everything you gave to snowboarding. Rest in peace, brother. Big thanks to Wired Snowboards and on Goggles, to Kine, Tribute Board Shop in Nelson, B.C., Van Snowboarding Boots, Crow's Nest Barbershop, The Boardroom Snowboard Shop, and Grouse Mountain. I'm working on a project that I've been working on for about a month that's going to come out in a couple of days, and I'm really excited for it. So watch your feeds. It's coming soon. Love you all. Hope you're having a great summer.